0: I'm Corey Crenshaw.
1: I'm Richie Suave Flores. Whoopsie daisy, that went off a little too quick.
0: Welcome in Sporty Nation. Uh, Richie has been making me laugh this whole uh, beginning of this podcast of us prepping for the podcast for here. So, uh, if I'm a well little frazzled, it's because uh, Richie has been absolutely entertaining as hell for the past uh, couple minutes. And, uh, you know, let's not wait for him any longer. Introducing my co-host, as always, the wonderful and amazing Richie Suave Flores. How you doing?
1: Before we, we have some uh, good stuff coming up on the show today, Corey. Here's what we got. We uh, have some bunch of hockey news this week, surprisingly, for Coyotes-wise and from around around the league. it. it we're going to talk some Tucson Roadrunners. They had a really cool initiative that they began this week. We're going to talk about this young girl who is petitioning Mattel to make a USA Hockey version of Barbie. They made uh, Barbie made a Canadian Hockey version of it, but she wants USA Hockey to, to do that as well. We're going to say goodbye to Brad Richardson, who unsurprisingly signed with the uh, National Predators. Um, this week, and then we also want to touch on the idea that the NHL might have a February first start date. And then, of course, we're going to wrap up the show with our second installment of random shit, our headlines from around the world. I got some good, good stuff in store this week. No more snakes, I promise. No more snakes this week, but still some, some good stuff coming at you on the show.
0: Yeah, I don't know if any of our listeners can take another. Damn, I keep saying it. Is it eighteen point nine foot? Yes. Uh, Python. I accidentally said panther last night. I don't know why my brain went straight to a panther. Very strange. Um, but it's not. That's not a snake. Definitely a cat. But um, so I don't think really anyone can handle that anymore. Um, even Florida. That's why I went to a panther because it was. I was gonna say that it was a story from Florida. See, you know, it always just comes back.
1: Right, right, um, but before let's begin. Let's begin with this. Um, I have a quick story to to explain. So we all we've covered on the show before that Corey and I are both not runners at all by any means. Of the imagination. Both of us have uh, have asthma, so we don't really like running because it fucking hurts like a bitch half the time. But uh, the Diamondbacks did their annual. D-backs race against cancer this weekend. It was a virtual race this year. I uh, pitched in. I decided to run it, and uh, the money went to, goes to the D-backs Foundation and um, in the fight against cancer. Obviously, the Dimebacks, Derek Hall, president of the of the team, he had a bout with cancer. Um, well, I guess about two years ago now that he that he beat. So uh, a, a, a a cause very close to the D-backs organization, and so I decided to run that today i finished in uh, just over about 37 and a half minutes which set my personal best record for a 5k so i'm very happy about that but in case i sound winded at all that's why
0: which i mean this is a big deal because like when we say this like i always hated running like you said because of because of um my asthma and stuff like that but i also you know like i i had to do like you know, horrible, gross suicides and shit for either like volleyball and softball and all of like the different sports that I, that I played. So like it, it, I hate running. I also find it extraordinarily boring doing the same thing over and over and over and over again, just keep going and going and going. Like I need something to distract me, but like, so it's difficult for me and I hate it and it's a big deal, but like, This is not something Richie does. Like, he, if it was, like, a a situation where he had to ride a bike, it would be something that I'd be like, oh, this is up Richie's alley. But, like, this is not something that Richie does. So, the fact that he has gotten into this and has started to enjoy it and a little bit, as much as you can enjoy running, um, truly. I mean, there are the people that are, like, cat- Um, who just really enjoy running. I just can't ever get there. I don't think Richie's ever going to get there where he truly loves it either. But like this to me is so freaking cool because I do the 5k every year with them. Um, That's during spring training, but I don't ever really do any 5ks outside of that because I hate running. So the fact that Richie did this one on his own is really cool. I mean, I really needed to commend you for this because this is you stepping out of uh, your comfort zone for something that's a really good cause.
1: Thank you very much. I've done now three of them this year, I believe.
0: Dang, that's cool. That's really cool. So for the virtual ones, you can really just do it wherever, right? And you just like yeah. what, open an app on your phone and it tracks you? Yeah.
1: Yeah. You just, I just uploaded a screenshot of my Apple Watch activity thing and boom, there you go.
0: Yeah, very cool. That's really cool. We posted a a very beautiful picture of him on our socials as well, so in case you want to check that out.
1: With my long ass hair, which we'll, we might get to a little bit later in the show. But all right, let's uh, let's dive into our first topic of the week, Corey. Which um, I think our friendship almost ended this week, even though I believe this has come up in conversation between you and I before. We we decided to rank the Spider Man, the actor, the Spider Man actors this week. And why did it, do we do you remember why it came up? Oh, yes, because there's rumors that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are going to show up in the next Spider-Man movie, and so that's how it came up. And then Corey and I completely disagree about about our Spider-Man actor rankings, like very much so.
0: So I, this is the thing. I decided to tweet this out, and part of me highly regrets tweeting this out now. 'Cause people are way too passionate about this shit. Um, I and I think I have discovered so when I hated Spider-Man. Like as a kid, I really hated Spider-Man. I didn't like it at all. I wasn't really a big fan of like the the character in general, and I just didn't like it. And then Andrew Garfield's version came around and I actually really enjoyed Spider-Man I really liked his portrayal of Spider-Man and um I mean outside of the ending of the second movie which kind of ruined everything I didn't know about the comic so I didn't know that that was going to happen I I feel like it's a really old movie and I shouldn't be like but in case you want to go and watch those I don't want to spoil that ending but um outside of that I absolutely loved those and um and then Tom Holland came along and and I like Tom Holland's I think I have a special place for Andrew Garfield because of the fact that he actually made me like Spider-Man um, because I hated Tobey Maguire's. I absolutely hate the fact that this kid just basically go, walks around getting shit kicked all day. He's a fucking superhero. And he gets shit kicked all day long. And like, it, it just, I hated Tobey Maguire. It was just very uncomfortable and you didn't, really like him that much it was very corny like he you know would spread out a web and then they him and it was kirsten dunce right
1: kirsten dunce played mary jane watson that's correct
0: yes they would like lay in his web and stare up at the stars it was such the like corniest bullshit ever and i just hated those movies and so then i've been arguing with people for a while and, and i can agree with the people that are like, oh no, Tom Holland is the best one because they're saying like, oh, um, Tobey Maguire was a good Peter Parker, but not a good Spider Man, and Andrew Garfield was a good Spider Man, but not a good Peter Parker, and they're saying that Tom Holland was both. I can I can agree on to disagree on like that one on you know who's first, whether it's Andrew Garfield or um, Tom Holland. I totally get that. For people saying Toby Maguire, I say that is literally just sentiment, because there's no way I can fucking understand why you would choose that. But then I also came to the realization through these arguments, see, I told you, this has gone on so, I'm so deep down this hole now, that um, when it came down to it at the very end, it, it occurred to me, I'm just not a big Spider-Man person like I was able to appreciate the character once Andrew Garfield was Spider-Man but I don't think I'm ever really going to like it per se because when people were explaining to me how Peter Parker's supposed to be I I just don't like that character I'm much more in the I'm a massive Iron Man person I'm more on that end Than Spider-Man, and maybe that's part of this.
1: I think that's I think that's exactly the reason why is you're just not a Spider-Man fan, which, which is fine. Not everybody's a Spider-Man fan. I, on the other hand, growing up, Spider-Man was my favorite superhero. I up until you know probably high schoolish age around that time, and the reason why is because like he was very relatable for like if you're growing up as a kid you saw a lot of your, a lot of people saw a lot of themselves in Peter because Peter was like a normal kid and he was awkward and weird and, and that type of thing. So, and he was in high school when he first got his powers and, uh, and he was also unlike Superman vulnerable. If you shoot him, he's going to get hurt from it. So I, uh, I, I always grew up a big, a big Spider-Man fan. So, so I loved the original Tobey Maguire movies and still do to this day. And, uh, and so I, I, I like Tobey Maguire. He's good, not not my favorite. Um, Andrew Garfield, perfectly fine. I don't hate him like a lot of people do. He was, I thought he played Spider-Man actually really well because he was a little bit more funny, a little bit more quippy, like Spider-Man tended to be, which that's what he does. He goes and he, anytime he's finding a villain, that's I think probably the reason why I liked him so much. He's, he's very quippy, where as Tobey Maguire just wasn't and and then you move on to Tom Holland and I remember the first time we saw we saw we saw Civil War together when Spider-Man Tom Holland Spider-Man first shows up I remember you and I were joking about how like he's a kid he's like legit a kid and his voice is annoying and oh my god he wasn't that great but two movies later he's awesome he's like the perfect Spider-Man the perfect mix and best of both worlds so if I had to rank them Tom Holland obviously would be number 1 and then, honestly, would put Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire as a tie. Like, they're both perfectly fine. Uh, Andrew Garfield, he wasn't the reason why those those amazing Spider-Man movies weren't that great. They just weren't well written. Too much going on, etc., etc. So, I, I, underst- I understand where you're coming from with your enjoyment of Andrew Garfield. He's not shit like a lot of people think. He's, he's perfectly fine
0: see and that's what i think you came with a very rational uh opinion on that you the where you're at is very rational the people that are these toby obsessors that like were literally ripping into me over this which is where i kind of got to the point where i was like maybe i part of it is i just really don't care enough like because of the fact that people were very um passionate let's just say about it and i i just i couldn't see myself ever being that passionate about it like i do like andrew garfield and that's like if there was any spider-man movie that i had watched and i watch a lot of the marvel movies over again the only one that i have rewatched is the first one with andrew garfield oh okay I I mean like the so I that like I mean I used to watch the the Toby Maguire ones when I was a kid because like you know like friends would like them and stuff like that but I never really wanted myself to rewatch them um and I and I like Tom Holland but I never have really rewatched any of those the only one is the first amazing Spider-Man that's the only one that I've actually ever rewatched that's a Spider-Man movie obviously I've rewatched all of the other ones so many times over but I mean um I was also shit on by a lot of people because I wasn't the biggest Captain America fan in the beginning either so I I feel like I have some really hot takes when it comes to the Marvel universe
1: yeah we should start a we should start our own Marvel podcast and get everybody fired up about that instead of a hockey one hell it's off season so we might as well talk about something else besides hockey. Although we do have some hockey stories to get to. So let's dive into that real quickly. So by the way, I looked at before we move on, I looked up this um, collider.com article where they ranked the Spider-Man. And Toby Maguire came in at number eight. Okay, number eight was Toby Maguire, and then Andrew Garfield came in at number four. Suck it. And Suck it, uh Number two was Shamik Moore, who plays Miles Morales, and of course, uh, Spider Verse. And then number one was Tom Holland. So you have somebody on your side, at least.
0: Okay, see so there you go. The uh, the Spider Verse one, I really enjoyed that movie. Like thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed that movie. I thought it was great.
1: I agree. It was my. It's probably the best Spider Man movie ever made, in my opinion. I thought it was was the it's the perfect when I think of Spider-Man that that Spider-Man to me was 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 that movie but we move on let's talk hockey now some interesting some uh, fun stuff from the Coyotes this week mostly out of Tucson because in celebration of Hispanic Heritage Month the Tucson Roadrunners unveiled a new Hispanic Heritage identity that they are going to assume during select home games coming up this season, the Roadrunners are going to become El Lazo as a continuing effort to embrace all that is Southern Arizona and the history and the culture of the community. The El Lazo mark features the skull of a Roadrunner, um, the Mexican uh, in celebration of the Dia de los Muertos. Now, El Lazo is Spanish for Lariat, which is basically a lasso. So when you say El Lazo, with the like kind of the the skull that's what they mean i think this is great this looks really cool they have jerseys and a bunch of merchandise up for sale um but i they did a great job with the logo it looks really cool
0: it's really cool and and i think it has to do with something with like uh, the city of tucson city seal right like that's correct part of it too yeah it um it looks really cool i love it um you know, all of the Dia de los Muertos stuff is always very um, very popular amongst people. And, like, you know, people in and out of the culture love it. So um, especially, you know, around this Halloween time, people, you know, they there are some girls that go, like, all out and paint their face and do all of that. So, like, it is definitely something that I, I don't blame them at all for doing. And I think it's super cool because I – especially in Tucson, that is a big, it's it's a big part of that culture. So to be able to bring that to there, to Tucson and to be able to recognize them, I think is a massive thing. And I'm so glad they're doing this. This is a ton of fun, like I really enjoy this.
1: The coyotes themselves, they have their own kind of version, their Los Yotes logo, which also is really cool because it's kind of inspired by the sugar Skull type identity. And so I, we're very lucky—the fact that we have two teams here in Arizona with two really cool-looking uh, Hispanic heritage-type logos, uh, which is which is great. Okay, so uh, another some more hockey news this week um, included a article that was published in the theicegarden.com, which focuses on women's hockey, that was written by a young girl named Emma Hughes. She's 15 years old, and she wrote up this article that included an explanation as to why she began a petition that you can find online to essentially make a, a Barbie that is inspired by USA Hockey, um, which, if you recall... I believe it was earlier this year, maybe it was last year where the makers of Barbie came out with some special edition Barbies that were inspired by Hockey Canada and so they were wearing, you know, uh Canadian uh, hockey jerseys for Team Canada and and they were got a really nice reception and unfortunately nothing speak of as far as USA hockey is concerned. So Emma wrote this really great article, which we will tweet out at Corey underscore Richie show, and you can read it for yourself. And uh, hopefully at some point we can get some USA hockey Barbies in the, uh, in the United States of America, which would be really cool.
0: My question is, has Mattel watched the Olympics? I mean, come on. How do you not after watching the last Olympics have a, Team USA hockey Barbie.
1: Oh, I agree. That would have been the perfect, perfect opportunity to do so.
0: You know, like that would have been perfect branding time. It would have been great marketing for them. It would have been the perfect time to drop it. Barbies are making a comeback. I definitely didn't realize that they were going to be making a comeback. Um, uh, my boyfriend's nieces love, uh, LOL dolls. Um, which scare the shit out of me sometimes. Cause they have like atomically appropriate like parts. And so <laughs> what sometimes when they have them like laying around in places, I'm just like, what am I looking at? Cause it, they are. And, and how you get those out is you put submerge them in like water and like, they're like a bath bomb. They like dissipate. And then it reveals one out of it. It's a very strange concept. And I was afraid that that was all that, um, that they were going to be, like, introducing themselves to was these, like, LOL dolls that had these, like, uh, outfits that look like you're, like, a sorority girl from college and stuff, and I was like, what happened to, like, more kind of just straight-up dolls, you know? So, now that Barbie's making a comeback, and Barbie's making a comeback in the right way, I would like to point that out, too, because of the fact that they have so many different Barbies now that are, um, a little bit bigger, like their shapes are more proportionate to actual, like the female body. And, um, they have, you know, different skin colors, different occupations for a bunch of them. Um, and, you know, and the fact that they're doing things like this, where they're making female hockey players is a big deal. Um, I I also wonder how much Tim Horton's Spent on this too because the fact that their jerseys have a giant tim hortons on the canadian ones yeah (laughs) but i mean like they couldn't have also gotten a little bit any more stereotypical if they would have put like a, a bottle of maple syrup next to them i would have been like oh my gosh this is the most stereotypical canadian thing they could have done between putting tim hortons on the jersey and then uh you know having the giant just maple leaf next to it it just it's very uh it's very stereotypical canadian but outside of that it's really cool that they're doing um that they're doing these and they really should have done one in the u.s too i mean if they have every single other you know they have them as like so there's even one you can get now that has like a lemonade stand right the last one we got for one of his nieces was a lemonade stand. If your occupation can be a lemonade stand, you can definitely uh be a female hockey player here in the US. I don't understand why this just needs to be a Canadian thing.
1: It's also and this is the perfect way to segue into this. Um this weekend as we speak is actually girls hockey weekend and the coyotes put out a graphic the other day to explain the growth of um um, girls hockey here in Arizona. I'm going to read some of these statistics. They're pretty great. Um, includes, um, here's the female player registration growth. Over the last five years, it's up 53%. Over the last 10 years, it's up 236%. Female teams have grown 200% over the last... Three years. There's going to be a brand new rink opening up. That's going to be home to 12 different girls' programs, including the Arizona Kachinas. It's called Coyotes Community Ice Center. That's opening up, I believe, on the east side of town in Mesa. And $512,500 is the financial commitment from the Coyotes, the NHL, and the NHLPA over the next two years towards girls' hockey. So, Arizona quickly becoming a little bit of a hotbed for, for women's hockey.
0: Oh, absolutely. I think that that this state has actually made quite big strides. And so has the Coyotes. Like, the the Kachinas, we have to give a shout out to, and the fact that they have done such a good job growing that organization, and the fact that they're getting their own rink now is so awesome. Like, with that growth, the fact that women's hockey has also grown, I think is such a beautiful thing, because – you know, it was very, very small for a very long time. And uh, there, there's a good chance. That's one of the things that's like really nice about um, women's hockey is, you know, you can go to the Olympics, you can get NCAA scholarships. These are really, it's a really profitable sport for a lot of women. And uh, I just think a lot of times it gets unseen. So the fact that they're finally starting to bring it to the forefront here in Arizona is such a, a big deal and is something that um, has been a long time coming.
1: I 100% agree. Um, I w- yeah, that's, that's uh, pretty pretty good. I'm, I'm getting distracted by the Rams game again. Um, there's a, some sort of a fumble or something and God knows fucking what. All I know is the Rams game, their shit kicked in. Um, but we digress, or at least I digress for goodness sake. So one – a couple more pieces of NHL news here, starting with the Coyotes. Uh, Brad Richardson, as expected, no longer a Coyote. He is now with the National Predators of all things. If you remember correctly, Brad Richardson scored the game-winning goal against the National Predators in overtime to in that series in uh, in game number game number four of that that uh, qualifying series. But Brad Richardson was a was a fan favorite here, and uh, it's kind of gonna. It, he's gonna be he's gonna be missed he had a couple really great moments including that four goal game uh, against Vancouver uh, a couple years ago among other things then of course he had the big goal against uh, Nashville
0: yeah I mean it's kind of the irony is definitely high in this but uh it's definitely going to be an interesting year for him that's got to be a lot you know there was the uh everything with covid he's now gonna be going to nashville and his girlfriend uh jessica Zor, uh you would know her from either gossip girl or orville um is pregnant so he definitely has a lot of change in store for his life and uh we wish him all the best because yeah he was absolutely great here we all really enjoyed him so hope he uh enjoys himself in nashville
1: He played 299 career games over five seasons with the Coyotes. Remember, he basically came back from a broken leg at one point during that 2016-2017 season. uh, He only played 16 games there and then came back and contributed to the Coyotes in the playoffs this past season. So, again, he's essentially going to be placed in the lineup by Johan Larson, who he was signed as a free agent here for the next two seasons uh, recently from the Buffalo Sabres. Okay, one last bit of Coyotes – NHL news we got for you here is that the Vegas Golden Knights owner, Bill Foley, kind of let it slip. A couple things he let slip, and we talked a little bit about this on the After Hours show on Saturday night on the Hockey Podcast Network. He essentially let slip that there's this idea floating around of a all-Canadian division, so maybe a little bit of realignment going on because... Right now, Canadian law is essentially that there's rules in terms of quarantining if you cross-border, etc., etc. And if you're in a professional sport and you do that a lot, well, that runs into some problems. So that was the first thing that kind of he let slip during an interview this week. He also let slip that February 1st now seems to be the target date to begin the season, which is awesome for me because that's my birthday birthday number 30 the big 30 what if the nhl returns on my 30th birthday that'd be cool
0: wow an nhl return for richie's dirty 30 mm-hmm. this is great
1: yeah that... i didn't even
0: put two and two together i didn't even think about that
1: you, d- you didn't you didn't think of me when you saw this news
0: no i think of your birthday separately from everything else like it's like that's that's your birthday. And then when I was just thinking about like hockey starting, it didn't even occur that it was like the same day. Like cuz it, it just your your birthday is its own entity in my mind. <laughs> well, it's that... so weird. It, I like it it should have been, occurred to me, but like I was more thinking like when I saw this, I didn't even really think of the date. I was more thinking of like oh the fact that it um you know, and how they're going to split up all the divisions and everything. That was kind of where my mind went right away and how long it would take for the vaccine and all of that. I didn't even remotely think about that. That's pretty cool, actually.
1: Again, that's just the target date. I have a feeling that's going to change as everything seems to change. And uh, he went on to say that uh, the season's likely going to be less than 60 games because essentially what has to happen is they got to complete the entire season before the Olympics start. Because, which I believe is middle July, because NBC pays billions and billions of dollars to air the Olympic Games on their networks, which just so happens to be also the network that has the NHL. And during Olympic time, it's basically 24-7 Olympics on all every, just about every single NBC channel you can think of. So it would basically be impossible for the NHL to continue playing up against the Olympics, like that's just not going to happen. Or else another games are going to be aired, or they're going to have to take a two week long break during the middle of the season, which they've done in the past, obviously, anytime for the Winter Olympics. But still, they have uh, some things uh, in the in the in the planner now. Quickly, it's not quickly, but I, I do want to mention the, uh, some bullshit I heard last night on on the after hours. Can you believe that Isha was complaining about travel? for the Canadian teams, specifically the Vancouver Canucks.
0: Yeah, so I I get the fact that it's like, it's, you know, they're in one straight line, like all the way east to west type of a thing. So for them, yeah, it will probably be the most travel. I mean, they were talking about the fact that in the northeast, they're like, oh, they could take like a train or a bus, like, and just like be able to, yes, they're going to be super close by. But I mean, like, I can't even imagine how many like snow issues they're gonna have because they're just going around in circles in the same area. But you can't. What did you expect? You know, that's my whole thing. I didn't say this in after hours last night. I was I was more mellow than usual. I don't know why, but um, I was. What I wanted to say is, what the fuck did you expect? If your government is making people quarantine for fourteen days when you come in there, you can't have a 2 week quarantine every single time a team comes up there to play so you have to do it accordingly so would it make more sense for say like the canadians to be combined with the same one that we're in yes is it possible no so or not the canes the canucks sorry if would it would it make more sense Yes, but would it be possible? No, because of, of what's going on. Like, the fact that people are surprised about this is, to me, kind of dumb.
1: I, I, I agree. It's, uh... I don't understand why people were bitching. I, I went after everybody on the after hours because it was like, well, you're fucking flying in first class flights anyway. Like, what the, you know, you do it every fucking year. But stop complaining, basically. Um, so I'm not... Uh, I'm I'm fascinated by this. I think it's a good idea, similar to kind of what Major League Baseball did this year, where they they um kind of played in not more or less inside their own division, basically, and they had kind of everything within in uh, the West and the Central and et cetera, etc. etc. and that's kind of what the NHL is thinking about doing. Okay. Oh, there's our music. Ooh, this music puts me in a good mood. The game is not putting me in a good mood. It's crap. It makes me I quite can't. angry
0: i can't decide if this music is like something that you would hear like casually like in the 60s in like a funk disco way or if it's something that you would hear in like uh, a really old school porno
1: <laughs> i think it's the latter <laughs> yeah either the, or it's kind of it's almost kind of sound it's basically elevator elevator music but uh, it uh, I, I like it better than, than nothing. Okay, let's begin with something that I actually have some experience with. And if you if you follow me on Twitter and you follow my daily show at Kenny and Crash on Twitter, you saw my review of this, Corey. But Dunkin' Donuts put it, has released the Scary Hot Spicy Ghost Pepper Donut, and I I tried this. And I was very surprised. It was actually quite good. Will I get it again? Probably not, but I actually rather enjoyed it for what it, what it for what it's worth. I don't know. But here's my question for you. Would you try, be willing to try the spicy ghost pepper donut?
0: Uh, fuck no. If anyone knows me, I do not do spice. I cannot handle spice. I am the biggest chicken shit on the face of the planet. I even had uh, some enchiladas tonight that were, uh, that it was like a green chili sauce. And for some reason it had spice in it. And by the end of it, I literally was like almost tearing up because the spice grew over time and I couldn't handle it. Like I literally am the worst. And that sounds the worst way to ruin a donut. Donuts are freaking delicious. I would like to point out that just you having a bag of donuts made me have to go and get donuts that day. And no, I did not get any spicy donuts. I got blueberry, Ooh. apple spice. and original like sour cream donut. My my favorite are maple, but I just I took a break from it just because I like have been getting maple a lot recently um, when I get donuts, but. Yeah, no, there's
1: no fucking way. Uh, see, here's what I did. I had the ghost pepper one first, and then I, I waited a while, and I had a couple. Deli- I had the pumpkin donut, and they also had Boston, Boston cream, which is my favorite donut in the world. Is the it's, or Boston cream donuts? So good, so good, and uh, that's what I, I washed the spice with the with the sweetness top match. Top okay got another one here this time from california
0: okay better than florida uh
1: california officials are assuring their constituents that voting by mail in particular is perfectly safe from the coronavirus they say that voters do not have to worry about contracting covid from their mail-in ballots their announcement comes after the registrar's office claimed to have received at least 100 ballots that were evidently damaged by attempts at disinfecting the paper through what officials presumed to be alcohol based sanitizing spray. And at least one ballot showed signs that it had been microwaved.
0: The fuck, you microwaved it? Who the fuck microwaves a piece of paper in an attempt? And at something that's like that important like that. In an attempt to disinfect it, y'all, well, you can just let it sit there for a couple days. That's what I did. I I just let it sit. I mean, like, I know that they've come out with the fact that like there's a very small chance that you'll get it like after you you touch things, um, which they should have found out before we were all wiping down our groceries for months. But um, so I don't really like worry about it as much. But like when I got mine, like it i didn't have the time to do it that day so i just let it sit there in the sun for like a day or two with like sunlight hitting it and i was like okay that's that should be good it's disinfected in case anything was on it and then just wash your hands afterward i don't understand why people have to go to such extremes
1: people are crazy man i'm surprised that story didn't come from florida though because if californians are doing that with their ballot imagine what people from florida are doing with theirs.
0: Are you kidding me? There's probably, after watching people drink beer out of other people's ass on the beach in the very beginning of COVID, they're probably not giving two fucks. They probably have all sorts of beer stains all over their their ballots, and they're not accepting them because they were were drinking ass beer uh, on top of their ballots. Um, you can't,
1: I, I can't tell you how concerned i was about spilling something on on my ballot this week when i was filling it out i i made sure to put it as far away from any drink anything i could spill any food as possible because i was so worried that i would spill something on it
0: i checked mine i think five times like i don't know why it gives me really bad anxiety and then i'm gonna bubble in a bubble that i didn't mean to bubble in and then i always wonder to myself like on the mail-in ballots what do you do if you do that because it's not like you can just white it out like what do you do do you have to request a new one yes
1: there's a okay so there is an option on in on ballots in arizona where it essentially says if you soiled your ballot you, you x this point and you can and they'll just send you a new one
0: huh yeah i um. i i had no idea i get a lot of anxiety though when i do it like this was my first like presidential one that I didn't go in to mm-hmm. like vote for. And normally when I'm there, I get a lot of anxiety and I always check a bunch of times, make sure I bubbled the ones that I meant to bubble in. But this one made it, it was like worse because then I'm just like, I can't just walk over and get a new one in case I fuck it up. And so I like very, very slowly did it. And then I checked it like five times front and back to make sure that my choices were my correct choices.
1: I don't blame you for that. Okay, we got one more before we get out of here. Indian airport authorities literally struck gold when they spotted a man walking oddly. Now, do you know where this is going? Do you have a clue?
0: Um, Possibly. Where? Just take a guess. Okay, so they struck gold when they saw him w- walking strangely, right? Yes. Did he shove gold up his ass? Um, Yes, that's
1: exactly what he did. They discovered he had about two pounds of bullion shoved into his rectum. Why? Because, I'm glad you asked. The Go Air passenger arrived from Dubai on Tuesday at the airport, where he tried to avoid paying an 18% tax on his precious nuggets by smuggling them where the sun don't shine officials mind the stash said it was worth about $60,000
0: golden nuggets that's great touchdown um, by the
1: way Robert Woods touchdown so the Rams are back in this game now
0: damn it Richie I'm trying to do a podcast here <laughs> Um, but yes, uh, as for the the guy shoving gold up his ass, that um, that seems a little bit much to me. I I think, you know, you could probably just pay, what was it, 18%?
1: 18%
0: Yeah, that's a pretty lofty percentage, but I mean, I still feel like that would be easier than shoving it up your ass. That could cause actual issues, like health issues. That would probably cost you more than your eighteen percent tax. Ten
1: thousand dollars, according to my math.
0: Well, when, once you go to the the ER and have to have surgery on your ass, um, you would probably end up spending a good chunk of that money anyway. So, just not just don't do that.
1: Mm-mm. <laughs> I agree. There you go. That was all your three random shit stories for the week. Um, hopefully you learned something from it. I, I, I know I did not to microwave my ballot, which is now sealed up and ready to be delivered to the post office very, very soon.
0: Oh, and everyone as a little PSA, make sure that, you know, you check to make sure that your signature um, has been approved and whatnot. They don't start counting the ballots here in Arizona until the 20th, which would be Tuesday. But you can check to make sure that your signature was like, was accepted. Mine was accepted. I checked today. And uh, then you can check again to make after the 20th, make sure that it was counted.
1: Yes, that's 100% true. Cause you, you can also sign up for text updates, which is what I did. I went onto the county recorders website, went beep, bop, boop, bink. And then I now have text updates and email updates from it i haven't put it i haven't actually sent it off yet but it will get sent off eventually so as always i'm in the sporting nation please vote you can plenty of time to do it make sure you do it very important uh this election season anything else before we go uh
0: i i do have a quick question and i'm kind of curious are you going to actually go in and drop it off inside the post office yes that is actually the, I, um, well, actually, I didn't drop it off. My boyfriend dropped them off. Um, but he went inside, my parents went inside, his parents went inside. Everyone I've known so far has actually gone inside the post office and dropped them off, like, inside the actual lobby, which in itself is is insane that people don't feel safe putting their ballots either in their outgoing mail or in the like outside slot
1: right yeah i i um i i don't blame them <laughs> i don't blame them blame them at all okay that's gonna do it for this week's edition of the the sporty with corey and richie show and uh you can follow us on twitter and instagram twitter at cory underscore richie show instagram at corey richie show we have links there not only to listen to the show but our merch store go Find those links there. Follow the network at HockeyPodNet on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, I think that's it. Are we got anything else? Any last words before we go?
0: Nope. I, I got to go finish planting all of the plants I bought today, guys. I am like every other Arizonan and trying to get uh, some landscaping done before uh, it gets finally cool and this hellhole for one side and i don't say that in the fact that i hate this place i mean it's just really fucking hot what you
1: know my question here is why didn't you just wait like 10 days to plant because it's supposed to cool off here in the next not um, in like a week like next week it's gonna cool off
0: my parents were getting rid of um some old pots that they had mm-hmm. um, and i've been wanting to put plants out there anyways and in the morning it's like nice like I, it's nice to sit outside and I don't have a very big backyard, but like I have still have a backyard that I want like sit and like have coffee at sitting outside mm-hmm. for the morning and uh, not. And so, yeah, I kind of just wanted to put something out there because it's not that bad when you're out in the morning. So, um, yeah, that's why I guess kind of chose it now. That, that was a question I wasn't prepared for for some reason. I don't know why that I got flustered by that question. <laughs> Well, sorry. it felt like it would That's yeah. why, because I felt like it.
1: Well, I've been flustering you all show with my ridiculous watching of this football game. So this podcast was probably terrible to listen to because I was so distracted. But I apologize. The Rams don't play on Sunday Night Football that often. But we got through it. We did it. We did it, everybody. We've come to the end. For Corey, I have been Richie. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. We'll talk to you again next week. Good night and good hockey, everybody. <coughs>
2: hi there! Pleased to meet you. My name is Tom Franklin, one half of the Blue Notes podcast and the Hockey Podcast Network. We've got that 2019 Stanley Cup power too sweet to be sour, and we're also your home for the best Blues analysis.
0: Yes, it's it's a it's a Bruin, but he, he's he's gonna help the power play, and and that's what people need to understand. And you know they're gonna look at it and say, oh well, Justin Falk was supposed to help the power play as well. Tori Krug is legitimately going to help the power play. Felt
2: like Newport was ready to go into this offseason and use Petrangelo as an example and say, Okay, we're gonna play chicken here with, with uh with the COVID cap here. Someone is going to give Petrangelo his money. We also have great guests from here at home. St. Louis Post-Dispatch, St. Louis Blues beat writer Jim Thomas, the organist for the St. Louis Blues, Jeremy Boyer, and around the world.
0: Yo, Blues fans, it's Gerard, the Dutch Blues fan, all the way from the Netherlands.
2: And no other podcast can say they have a Hawaiian hockey correspondent, but we do. Aloha! I'm Guy, the Hawaii Blues
1: fan, and this is my Aloha commentary.
2: Plus a little self-deprecating humor thrown in there. One of our new Blue Note Selkie level COVID masks, if I can turn it the right way there so I can properly sell it. I am I you know what I am failing my prices right model audition right here. This is this is terrible. He has opted for the uh neck gaiter uh version of this, and I'm still failing my prices right all this fuck it (laughs) (laughs) voted the best podcast by our peers in the hockey podcast network follow tom and wags on facebook twitter and instagram at blue notes pod and be sure to subscribe to blue notes wherever you get your podcasts from this is tom franklin reminding you to not be a chump and always play to the whistle